so let's start. Are we back live? Tell us when we're back live. God bless you all. Welcome to uh, Retreat 21. This is E-Retreat 2021, and uh, we're just starting our service tonight, and we are glad that you're here. We have all kinds of people who are streaming this evening, and pardon the interruption there, but we are delighted to have you with us from uh, all the countries that are represented, and uh, last night we had people from all over the world. It was wonderful uh, to see the groups that were there, and uh, I, I need to read you a little statement from Brother Paul uh, that he sent me, and even though you never bring your phone into the church, I'm going to read you a little statement that he sent me because we had, uh, so far we've had three absolutely excellent services that have been spot on. And after service today, I said that was spot on. And when I got in my office, Paul said it was spot on. So that's the phrase, all right, for the retreat, it's spot on. And I have a red sweatshirt for sale later on. I'm going to show you uh, for the youth retreat. And maybe we can auction it off uh, after after we're done. I'll show you. And for you that don't believe me, I'll show you uh, that it's there. But David, would you mind? It's in the, it's in the back of my truck, and uh, just grab it there if you don't mind. It's in the back of my tr- in the back seat of my truck, and uh, we'll auction it off because that's what, that's who that's who I am. That's what we do every year. But Paul always bought these you know stuff, and we had to sell it off at discount bargain basement prices. So. But this is what he wrote to me this afternoon. He said, we all suffered a bit from missing the retreat fellowship, but we didn't suffer at all when it comes to the retreat teaching and preaching. And that's been really true. The word has been excellent. It's this, this is not retreat. This is not how we do retreat. But the kind of teaching and preaching that we've had uh, over these four services has just really been excellent. And so uh, we appreciate that. We're going to uh, open up with a course and... Uh, then we're going to invite Brother Jack to come and lead the singing. Uh, if you've never been in one of Brother Jack's song services, uh, you're in for a treat. So we want you, no matter where you are in the world and no matter where you are uh, in your household or church, we want you just to join right in and invite the presence of the Lord to come close and uh, watch what God does. Let's stand and let's sing this evening here. I got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I want See my Jesus someday. I got made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. Well, I made up my mind. Yes. I got my mind made up. I got my mind made up. Oh, and I won't turn back. Cause I want to see my Jesus someday. Goodbye world, hey, hey, goodbye world, oh, I stay no longer, yeah, goodbye pleasures of sin, so I stay no longer with you, oh, I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life, yes, I made up my mind to go God's way, come on, goodbye world. A goodbye word. 
singing about the Lord Jesus. That song says, Jesus, we're dependent on you. Amen. We're dependent on you to see us through. And you know what? When we look back at this year, he's done a great job of seeing us through this year. Hallelujah. And we look forward to what he has in store for us. Amen. In the upcoming year. Let's sing this with all of our heart. Jesus, we're dependent on you. I say, Jesus, oh, we're dependent on you. Oh, say, Jesus, us. Well, we're depending on you. Everybody say, oh, we're depending on you. Yeah, depending on you. Well, to see. Oh, say now, Jesus. Yes, we're depending on you. Trusting in you, Jesus. Hey, we're depending on you. All depending on you. Yeah. Do we have the verse of this? Listen. They came to the water and didn't know what to do. Oh, no one to help them and couldn't see their way through. But Lord, you move the water and they walk right on through. Oh, Jesus, we're depending on you. Oh, everybody singing now, say Jesus. Yes. Oh, yes, we are trusting in you. Nobody but you. Oh, Jesus, we're depending yeah. Oh, now here's the second verse. Listen, it says, Now our faith is tried by fire, and we'll still know if it's true. You know, the devil is a liar, and there's not much he can do. Although he tries hard to stop us, we know that you'll bring us through. Oh, Jesus, we're depending on you. Hey, everybody sing it now. Say, Jesus, yes, we're depending on you. Hallelujah. Oh, nobody but you. Lord Jesus, hey, we're depending Oh, we're depending to see us through. Oh, 
One more time. I said, Jesus, hey, we're depending. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Nobody but you, Lord. Hey, hey, we're depending on you. Oh, we're depending on you to see us through. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we try the song Waymaker? Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. We like to declare, my God, that is who you are. Amen. Let's sing a little bit of that. Amen on tonight. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle, promise keeper. Oh, light in the dark, my God, that is who you are. Come on, sing it one more time. Oh, you are a way maker, a miracle, promise keeper. Oh, light in the, my God. You are here, say you are here. Moving in our midst, hallelujah, and I worship you, oh, I worship you. Come on, you are here, you are here, touching every heart, touching every heart, yeah, I worship you, hallelujah, I worship you, I worship you. Because you are, you are a way maker, miracle, promise keeper. Hallelujah. My God, that is who you are. Oh, hallelujah. We declare it tonight. You are a way maker. Thank you, Jesus. Light in the, my God. Hey, that is who, verse four. Oh, say you are here. Yes, you are. You're turning lives around. I worship. Oh, I worship. Yeah, you are here. You are touching every life, touching every life. I worship, oh, I worship you, yes, I do, hallelujah, because you are a way maker, a miracle, promise keeper, oh, light in the, see my God, that is who you are, oh, you are a way maker. Miracle worker, promise keep all light in the my God, hallelujah. 
Let's go to the bridge. Oh, even when I don't see it, you work. Yes, and even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. Yeah, even when. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, even when. God, you never stop. Yeah, you never stop. You never stop. Come on, sing it again. I said, even when. I can't see it. Even when. Oh, God, you never stop. You never stop. Hallelujah, come on. Declare that tonight, you never stop. Hallelujah. I said, even when. Hallelujah. Even when. Yes, you never stop. Hallelujah. Oh, you never stop. Glory, come on, say it again. I said, you never stop. You never, never stop. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop, you never stop, oh, you never stop, you never stop, hey, you never, you never stop, you never, hey, you never stop, you never stop, oh, you never stop, hey, you never stop, hey, we declare you are a way maker. Listen, listen, say, say, my God is awesome, and he can move mountains and keep me in the valley. Oh, hide me from the rain. Come on, everybody, declare it. Say, say, my God is awesome. Oh, he heals me when I'm broken. Hallelujah. He's strength where I'm in weak. Oh, forever he will reign. Hallelujah. My God is awesome. Say, my God is awesome. Yes, he is. Yes, he is awesome. Oh, I know he is. He is awesome. Nobody like my Jesus. Awesome. Oh, say, my God is awesome. Savior of the whole world. Savior of the whole Giver of salvation, giver of by his stripes, by his stripes I am healed. My God is awesome. Say, my God is today I am forgiven. Oh, his grace is why I'm living. Yes, praise his holy name. Come on, everybody, lift your voice. Where you are, my God is awesome. Nobody like my Jesus. Yes, he is. Oh, he's awesome. Come on. Everybody say. 
provider your grace is more than enough for me he's been so good to us this year and we're grateful amen for all that he's done and we know that if he's done it before he'll do it again amen let's just sing this as a course of worship and adoration to our king of kings and lord of lords he's worthy of our praise Jehovah Jireh, 
testimony of a sister that was just worshiping in the presence of the Lord and she had been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and in the midst of just worshiping the Lord, God brought a healing to her body there's power in worship there's an anointing in worship when we declare words like that, that you are my healer and you mean it from your heart, whatever you're going through, you can receive a healing right there without hands even being laid on you hallelujah Let's sing one more chorus of it. Amen. And let's mean it from our, our hearts. Those that are even watching, amen, online and you're streaming, stand to your feet wherever you are and just enter into this presence, enter into this atmosphere. 
God can heal you right where you are. Hallelujah. Let's sing with all of our heart. Oh, say Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Oh, you are more than enough for me. Jehovah. And by your stripes I have been set free. Hallelujah. Lift your voice. Say, Jehovah Shammah. Oh, you are with me. Oh, you supply. Hallelujah. Sing that again. You are more, say, you are more than enough. Oh, you are more than. You are more, say, you are more than. Oh, God, you are more than. One more time. You are more than enough. Say, you are more than. Hey, you are more than enough for me. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. God bless you. Let's take our offering real quick and and Mitchell and the uh, girls are going to sing, so uh, we'll have them come on if, if they'll come on and uh, be ready here, or however this is going to go down. Amen, Brother Andy. Yes, Lord, we believe it. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. We're going to have Mitchell and the girls sing for us tonight. Now, let me explain the the, the sweatshirt thing. But Paul often often brought a, a sweat. He bought sweatshirts, you know, for camps. This is one of the years. I don't know which year. And bought lots and lots and lots to get the price down. So we would often have an auction to do that. So maybe afterwards we could auction uh, this off. We'll just see. Amen. We're going to have... Uh, Mitchell and the girls sing, and then we'll have the choir come sing right after that. If I know me, I'd still be. 
trying to stay afloat. And I never step out on the waters of that raging sea if I know me. But I know. Let's have the choir come on up, and uh, we'll have them sing, and then we're going to sing another uh, congregational here before Brother Burley comes up. He had a request uh, to sing, and uh, we'll have them, we'll have you all join in together with that. 
We appreciate our choir. Appreciate Sister Laura pulling this together so quickly and uh, having uh, them sing for us. It's always a blessing uh, when we have the choir sing. I'll tell you who else I think would be proud and uh, honored at this kind of a gathering, you know, uh, uh, to be connected like this all over the world and uh, have people, you know, willing to come and, and uh, you know, listen to the Word of God for uh, four sessions like this. I, I, I think Brother Branham would have loved to have this opportunity to be able to preach to a group of people who all of them believe the message of the hour and all of them are interested in spiritual things. You know, Brother Branham fought all the services that he, just about, uh, many of the services that he preached in the big conventions and everything else uh, because they uh, came from such different backgrounds. But he never got the opportunity to preach to a group like this connected all over the world and uh, all in one sitting. So it's just... Uh, just a, a great thing. You can imagine what it would be like in glory. Amen. Imagine what it would be like when we all get there. Amen. Sister Laura.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My. What a wonderful revelation to know that he covers us and he watches over us. He cares about us no matter where we are. My. We are a blessed people. Blessed beyond measure. Amen. Well, I think we're ready for the word. What do you think? Just such a wonderful atmosphere and to all those people that are listening out there. And I trust that in your uh, space that that same atmosphere is touching you and uh, your hearts are receptive for the word. So we're going to invite Brother Burley. Brother Burley needs no introduction uh, anywhere in the world. And uh, we're just honored to have him tonight. So he's going to come. And before he comes, uh, Brother Jack's going to lead us in one more song. Uh, to bring him out, and uh, we appreciate Brother Burley. He's just back from Tanzania and uh, held a youth meeting over there with the people and uh, got in and out and uh, is doing well, and uh, we appreciate that very much and uh, had a great uh, meeting over there, great time with the believers uh, in Africa. So we'll invite him to come. Brother Jack, if you come and lead us in a song we're all familiar with. Had to say the choir didn't awesome job that was it was beautiful i like that i really really like that sometime we have to bring you out to south florida amen the singer like that amen let's um stand to our feet this is the word of god um prepares to come our way brother burley just asked if we were to sing this song to welcome the presence of the lord he's already here but just to draw closer to him Let's just confess with our mouth, Lord, this is your house, not this building, not the building, not the building, but you as an individual, God, I'm your house. Come and dwell. With your hands lifted and your eyes closed, let's sing with all of our heart. Say, this is your house. Hallelujah. Father, come and dwell. Oh, this is your house. A holy house of prayer Where the lost and the lonely Can bring their burdens and their cares This is your house This is your house So come and dwell Sing it again Say this is your house Yes, Father, come and dwell. Oh, this is your house. Yes, it is. Oh, a holy house of prayer where the lost and the lonely can bring their burdens and their cares. See, this is your house. Lord, this is your house. Please come and dwell. We are your house. Say, we are your house. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, come and dwell. We are your house. Oh, a holy house of prayer. A holy house. Where the lost and the lonely can bring their burdens and their cares. We are your house. We are your house. Come and dwell. 
One more time. We are your house. Say, we are your house. Father, come and dwell. Hey, we are your house. We are your. Yes, we are. A holy house of prayer. A holy house. Where the lost and lonely, lost and can bring their burdens. Oh, we are yours. Praise the Lord. Certainly it's good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Are you happy to be here? Man, we bring greetings to you from the church back home. And God bless you, those that are watching. May the Lord bless you. And uh, thank you, musicians. You know, I kind of like to get in the word. (laughs) Amen. I appreciate Brother Barry allowing us to be here to come to share the words of life with you. And uh, how many of you enjoyed the service this morning? I tell you, it was wonderful. It was very refreshing. To be honest with you, I was thinking, you know, Samson, when he beat the Philistines with the jawbone of a mule, that was his weapon. And he beat him, and he beat him, and he beat him. But when he was finished, he said, now I thirst. God took the weapon that he used and brought water out of it. So that's the way I felt when Brother Jack was preaching. I used the word of God as my weapon. We beat, we fight, we fight. But there's come the time you need to drink from it yourself. So I was taking me a good old drink today. And it's very refreshing. Amen. God bless you. I don't know where Brother Jack went, but God bless you. Uh, but we just thankful and uh, I appreciate Brother Barry for having us. And uh, we're just going to get into the word. And God bless each and every one of you. It's been a while since I've been here. Uh, how long did you have that building, Fellowship? Fellowship building. I don't know. How long have we had the fellowship? Three years. That's how long it's been since really? I've been here. I've never been in that building. Yes, but... We're thankful to be here. God bless you. Amen. Turn into your, we would like to go into our Bibles, the Psalms 127. I asked, uh, requested that song for a reason. It's kind of going to go with what we're ministering on this evening. <clears throat> In Psalms 127. <clears throat> This is a very familiar scripture. It says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just so thankful for your grace and mercy. And we just ask that you would come and just speak to our hearts this evening. Because, Father, we just trust in you. We know the desire, Father, that we all will have 
to be able to gather all together. But this, by the way, we wasn't able to do it that way, but you provided another way so that we could be together in spirit. Maybe not physically, but we're together in spirit. So, Father, I just ask and pray that you speak to the hearts of your children. And may you direct our heart, direct our thoughts, and let everything be pleasing to you, Father. You know, that is our heart desire. And, Lord, we just want to give you the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I would like to uh, speak this evening, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. That's my title today. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Amen. How many of you know we're a, we're a temple? We're a house. Amen. We want God to dwell in this house. Amen. But you know, we can't build it ourselves. He has to build it. If we try to build it ourselves, we're going to do exactly what the scripture says. We build it in vain. The labor is in vain. But when he build the house, they stand, amen, steadfast and strong. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to read a quote to try to build up on the thought that we're trying to get across this evening. And this is kind of a, like a, a long service that I had preached on this before, but I kind of broke it down and modified it, make it a little not so long. So we're going to hit some highlights of what we're trying to get across. Amen. Because I believe that we're living in the most glorious time that ever been. Even though so much wrong is going on, we're still in the most glorious time. See, in the time we're living in, if you're not careful, you can get your spirit caught in the negative of this age and it'll pull you down. We've been called to live above it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thank God for that revelation. We're supposed to live above it. The eagle is the only bird that can fly above storms. Can we say praise the Lord? You know, one thing about an eagle, they tell you that an eagle can live 120 years. Amen. Do you ever ask the question why he can live 120 years? Simply because he don't use his wings a lot. He don't burn himself out. Praise the Lord. An eagle, the only thing they need their wings for is to get up. Once they're up, they yield to the wind. They let the wind carry them so they don't flap a lot, burn themselves out. That's why they can live long. Can we say amen? So when you see people burning out, they flapping too much. That's why you got to learn to yield to the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit carry you. Don't try to carry yourself. Amen. Then you won't burn out. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, we're going to talk about some things and uh, 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 it's a lot of negative going around, but I'm not interested in talking about the negatives because we got a lot of positive to talk about. Amen. But, you know, uh, I, I, I find a, I have a pattern in my own ministry that I took from the prophet. He began to talk about, I can't remember the message, but I remember the quote. He said that uh, he, when he ministered, he would like to, you know, encourage people in their Christian journey. And then he said also those that are not living for Christ to make you feel so ashamed of yourself. Can we say praise the Lord? To me, that's the balance. Because when we come to church, we got every one of us and we're in different stages of life. I don't know where you at. You know where you at and God knows where you at. So when we preach, we're not generally just preaching to one person. You're, you're preaching to the whole congregation. 
Amen. So we're going to trust in the Lord that he would direct everything because you don't have to be here. Even you got, I think, but but a bear said different countries are listening. Amen. God knows where you at. God knows exactly what's going on in your life. Only thing he can do is just use a gift to speak to you. Praise the Lord. But I want you to listen to this quote here. It's in the stature of a perfect man. He said, now, a lot of people go to the altar and pray and say, Lord, forgive me. He said, in a great experience of sanctification, come upon them and things. He said, then you have a great time. Get up to the altar shouting. You go back. You say, bless God, I got it. Amen. He said, no. You just started to a place where you can grow. Just listen to what I'm saying carefully. Amen. He said, you ain't done nothing yet. See, the only thing you done is just laid the foundation. Now, he said, now you're going to build a house and you pour the foundation. Say, oh boy, I got her. He said, you got the foundation to build your house on. Now you got to build a house. Amen. He said, now there's where the things come in this morning. We're going to talk about now, all right, a house. The found, this foundation is first. What is the foundation of Christianity? Faith in the word of God. That's your foundation. Then you begin to grow. Then you start. You begin to add to this foundation. He said, now building a house, you put up your uprights and everything. Brother Woods, some of you, these carpenters and contractors, he could tell us how you build your house. He said, but I'm going to tell you how to build your spiritual house. So he took it from the natural. He said, they can tell you in the natural. He said, but I'm going to tell you in the spiritual how to build your house. Amen. And then he says here, he said, well, God can dwell. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to make you like himself. He wants you to be reflecting rather his being. Can we say praise the Lord? So that's why we're going to talk about except the Lord build the house. They that labor, labor in vain that build it. Can we say praise the Lord? Now we're in different stages of life. Amen. Just following it now. I wish I could be calm and collected like Brother Jack, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, he just laid it out so smooth and just laid it out. I just can't be like that. <laughs> I got to be me. Praise the Lord. I was just sitting back just admiring it. You know, Brother Barry, he speaks so nice and just laid things out. I said, I wish I could just speak like that, but I can't. All I can do, friend, is preach. Praise the Lord. So, it is what it is. <laughs> Praise God. Now, we are in different stages of life. Now, some houses haven't started yet. Just in foundation work. Some houses has the framing done, but no plumbing. No electrical. Different stages of houses. Some houses need remodeling. Are you with me? I'll just keep following now. Let me find flip this page here. 
Some houses need remodeling. Yes. And then some houses just need pressure washing. All right. All right. Different houses need different things. And I pray before the service is over, you'll know what stage you're in. So we're going to talk about different stages. You see, the thing is today, what's happened around the message, it's not all of the faults and failures to me. It is people are not getting born again. Because when you are born again, it takes care of all of that. See, people trying to serve God without the Holy Ghost. You can only go so far doing that. But when you are born again, full of the Holy Ghost, it makes no difference what comes. It makes no difference what happens. It makes no difference who leaves or who goes. You still stand firm. And that's what we need to be preached more in this day, knowing that you are born again. Oh, my. Listen to what the prophet said here. What is the Holy Ghost? Now, just listen carefully now, because we're building a house. He says here. Oh, I see it. He says here, I'm just, you know, I'll throw it, man. I'll just zoom it, but I see your little thing here. My poor wife shakes her head sometimes. I just slang stuff. Just that's the way that is. Praise the Lord. Listen to what he says here. Now, there is a vast difference between just a Christian and a Holy Ghost filled Christian. He said, there's a difference. Now we're going to get this from the scripture, place it just exactly in the scripture. The first place, there is a Christian professed to be a Christian. Y'all just going to have to forgive my speech. I got a real serious problem going with my mouth, and it's painful sometimes, so I talk a little funny. So just overlook that. By God's grace, he's gonna get, we're going to get this taken care of. Then he says here, the first place there's a Christian professed to be a Christian. But if this Christian has not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost, he is only in process of being a Christian. He is professed to believe it. He's working to it, but has not yet, but God has not yet given him the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Listen to what he says. He, talking about the individual, has not reached that goal with God that God has recognized it. So it's not when we feel that we're in a secure area. It's when God recognizes our faith when he says the deal is sealed. It's not when we think it. It's when he says it. Can we say praise the Lord? One more quote, then we'll keep going. This is in the message. Why people are so tossed about. He said, now listen. I've noticed many Christians in my life to be up and down. I wondered about that. And without preaching such a text as this out in other churches to where I go, I thought best to deliver it to my people here at the tabernacle upon who, why are people so tossed about. Remember that we're his people too. It wasn't just for the tabernacle. We're his people too. Amen. He said, you find them, people who seem to be very religious, seems to have such a deep desire, and daily they search and hunt and seek for God, he said, and never come to any settlement of any kind. Service after service, service after service, trying and trying and trying, but no settlement ever comes. 
No peace ever comes down in the soul. He's going to explain these things. He said to where, he said now, he said, he said they never come to a settlement of any kind to where they could ever be settled or anchored in Christ. He said, in this I have learned to be in experience. This is people of intellectuals. Can we say amen? We can't serve God in an intellectual way. Let's keep following with me. He said, now speaking this, there is two types of Christian. He said, seems strange. He said, but I would not say two different types. He said, I would say two different phases. Would be a better word to use, not too tight. Two phases. The same Christianity, but two phases of it. One of them is in an intellectual and mental conception of what God has said in his word. And of Jesus Christ by the way of knowledge. And one thing about this message, whether you're born again or not, it's a lot of knowledge. But a lot of time when people don't mess up, they use their knowledge for their new birth. Because they got a lot of knowledge and understand things and say, I must be born again. That's not so. Can we say praise the Lord? Friends, I've seen these things. Like the brother said, as a pastor, he's seen many things. I have seen many things too. How people think that they're born again because they can break down the seven seals. Come on now, got a clear understanding of it. Then they say, I'm born again. That's not necessarily so. Because Satan got just as much knowledge as you have. Praise the Lord. Let's keep going here. He said, now, he said, and the other one is an experimental experience that God has given the man in his heart. The one intellectually, intellectually is a hungering. He's feasting on God, but his feast doesn't hold out. You heard your pastor. That's what he said. I'm, just, I'm reading what he said, and I believe what he said. <laughs> Can we say praise the Lord? Let me tell you, friend. Sometimes people say God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That's the wrong way to say it. God said it. Whether you believe it or not, it's settled. Can we say Amen. It's settled. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Notice what he says here. The other one seems to have victory all the time. There's nothing bothers them. They just as solid and anchor as they can be. No trials, no storm bother them at all. But they seem to have something about them that people who are Christians and trying to live for God admire that type of Christian. Amen. Because you know, it's not them keeping themselves. It's Christ inside of them is what keeping them. He said, and I often wonder, Lord, what is it that those people has that others pray so much for and yet seem to fail to get it? Praise the Lord. Now let's just kind of dig a little bit, if you don't mind. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. I want to read a scripture to you. This is in Matthew chapter 7. And I want us to read it. I'm not going to read all of it. We're going to hit some highlights. I'm just going to preach a highlight sermon if y'all don't mind here. In Matthew 7, this is a very familiar scripture. Jesus gave a parable. But I want to jump down to verse 24. He said, therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house 
upon a rock. Let me slow down. Let's go ahead and let y'all turn to it. Matthew 7. I want you to read it yourself. When I hear the pages stop, then I know you got it. You know, it's good to see you with your Bibles. Because so many don't got to using the iPads and stuff in the church. Amen. But they ain't got the feel of this no more. Sometimes you got so many people got iPads and iPhones in the church. You think the pillar fire in the church would be brightened up, but it, it's just the light from the iPad and iPhone. Huh? I always want to have the feel for this. This right here, the Bible. Can we say amen? Praise God. Let's read verse 24 again. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Now he goes down to verse 26. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now he's talking about houses. But did you notice something in this scripture? Each house, talking about the one that fell, the one that stood, they both get the same beating. Same beating. Rain descended. Flood came. Wind blew. Beat upon the house. One fell. The other one didn't. Are you with me? Why didn't one, why the one, the one did not fall. Why didn't it fall? Because it was built upon a rock. That's what kept that house from falling. The other one fell because it was built upon sand. But what I want you to catch, the world go through beatings. The church go through beatings. We all got the same problem that is common to man. But I'm here to tell you the only one that is going to stand is the house that has a revelation and built upon the revelation of the word of this hour. That's the one that won't fall. All others will fall. So when you see people falling, it's because they built upon sand, not revelation. The bride is not going to fall. Amen. I hear people tell me sometimes God is married to the backslider. They like to quote the book of Jeremiah. I said, brother, that is exactly right, but that's good for the church ages. But you're not going to tell me God is going to have a backslidden bride that he's going to rapture out of here. He's going to have a mature bride when she come up out of here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Maybe I need to slow down a little bit. There's so many excuses of failure, failure, failure. Oh, I can't make it. It's so hard. Let me tell you, as you keep thinking like that, living a life like that, you'll never get nowhere. We're in the age of overcomers. Amen. That's why in the book of Revelation, each age to he that overcome, to he that overcome. God already predestinated in every age it will be overcomers. Do you believe that you're one of them? All right. Let's just keep going. Now, 
Turn with me to Exodus 25. I think I better slow down a little bit. We're talking about building a house. But what I want to do is use the tabernacle of Moses for an example. And I want you to catch the title now. Except the Lord build the house. He that laboreth, that laboreth in vain. Amen. Because when God builds a house, he don't build it to fall. When God established you, he don't establish you to fall. Yes, we go through ups and downs in life and hard times. And tra- yeah, I got no problem with that. We do. But I will make a statement. I don't made it here before. And it's one of my most favorite statements that I love to make. Because I hear people so many times through the years make so many excuses for failure. And then they want to use certain quotes to make a crutch for it to justify it all the time. They always talk about, as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do this and we're going to do this. People love to keep repeating that and it becomes a crutch. But I'm going to tell you what I told my church. If you're going to make mistakes, make new ones. Make some new ones. Them same ones over and over and over. Those, I'm telling you, them are not mistakes. There's some areas in your life you need deliverance and quit playing with it. Get some deliverance. Amen. Maybe I need to look up because you know I'm preaching everybody else out there too because I keep looking down at you. You know, you can pick up things. And you can feel things. And one thing I feel, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not a brute. And I'm not trying to beat you. But I'm going to preach the gospel. See, I can feel that. Oh, look at him. This is so hard. Like you can feel those things. But I'm going to preach the gospel. And I don't need amens to preach the gospel. I just deliver what's in my heart. Praise the Lord. You got any problem, just talk to Brother Bear. Praise the Lord. Because, you know, I'm not the type of one like to play with the gospel. I like to call it just the way that it is. I ain't the one going to be saying, oh, boy, I, I understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you the way out. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes people say, well, what the young people need to do, they need to hang around other children that's struggling and going through what they're going through. I said, nope. That is totally incorrect. That's what they need to do, hang around young people that overcame what they don't went through. Come on now. If you're picking friends, picking surroundings of people that struggle and don't see no way out, hang around that. What struggle plus struggle equals? Struggle. But I'm so thankful God got, I'm just so excited when I see young boys and young girls don't grab the revelation of the word and you see them living higher. That really stirs up my heart. I say, amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. It remind me of what the prophet said when he seen all those burnover trees. He thought it was all over. Then he happened to look down and see one sticking up from a rock. Yeah. He said, God will restore, yeah. says the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Glory. Slow down. All right. All right. Exodus 25. I'm sure through times you're hearing your pastor's Preach about the tabernacle of Moses and so forth like that. But I I can only say, like I even minister to my own church, when you read the Bible, 
I pray God will give us inspiration when we read it and let us see what he's saying. Because without God really opening the word up to you, the Bible really is just a storybook. But when he start opening it up, you begin to see and catch the revelation, what's behind it. Then you begin to see this is an open book. Can we say praise the Lord? That's why the prophet of God said in Christ's mystery, God revealed all these stories of the lives of believers. That was God actually opening up and revealing the seventh seal in them stories. He said that. Amen. So when we read these things, we got to apply them to us and see where we're at, where we fit in this picture. Amen. So I want to use the tabernacle of Moses and type it just the same thing that individuals go through. Listen in Exodus 25, verse 8. God said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So we know he's telling Moses and them the purpose. Make me a sanctuary so I can do what? Dwell among them. That's the purpose. But now he told Moses, according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. So in other words, Moses, I want you to make it, but it's not your plan. It's not your instructions. I just need you to be an instrument, but I need you to catch my vision, catch my heavenly vision, and start building this sanctuary. Can we say amen? Remember we sang the song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. We're asking him to prepare us, not us preparing ourselves, because that won't work. But God, if he want to dwell in something, he has a right to prepare it the way that he wants it so he can dwell in it. Amen. So now we see he's telling Moses, you build this according to the pattern that I show you. Other words, first of all, he wants Moses to realize I want you to build it, but I don't need none of your ideas. Not a one of them. So God want to build you. He want you to be his house. He don't need your ideas. He needs you to catch his mind. Do away with yours. Are you with me? Just keep following me. Let me bring something in here. You know, I see houses torn down all the time. Then I see them being built all the time. So you're accustomed to see some torn down, some being built, especially back in Greenville. Uh, what they've done, all of the old houses that have been around so long, they don't got rid of them now, and they're building new houses. Because that's for a purpose why they're doing that. What I need to focus on a little bit this evening, when you build houses, houses are built on codes. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, they got these things called off the grid. You can build it and do whatever you want to do with it, but God ain't interested in off the grid. God want a house. Can we say amen? But houses are built on codes. And one thing about it, if you're going to build a house, especially in city limits, you got to build it upon the codes that is already in the laws. You can't make up your own and then expect for them to let you move in it. You got to do it exactly the way they said. Now, me being in construction, you know, whenever uh, I hear another, you can be in Home Depot or, or somewhere, you can tell somebody, you can hear somebody complaining about inspectors. Yeah. They be complaining, man, 
I wanted to get this job, but they, they, they said I need to get a pull a permit and need to be on code and all this kind of stuff. Man, I don't want to have no job like that. I, I just don't want to do it. When I hear a contractor say that, that let me know they're no good. Because if he knew he's a, if he know he's a professional and he can do the job right, he ain't worrying about the inspector. If he know he's going to do it by the book, he ain't worried about who's going to inspect the property because it's done by the book. Can we say amen? And God got codes. Can we say praise the Lord? If you say you want to be the house of God, when God want to do some inspecting, with the word of God, if you want to do it right, you ain't going to get mad when he inspect. Can we say praise the Lord? So when you hear the pastor, sometimes the pastor come up and preach a nice, beautiful sermon. So, oh, praise God, what a pastor. Woo, I love my pastor. And then the next sermon, he come back like he's an evangelist. He's like, woo, what's wrong with pastor? He's not a good pastor now. He's meddling in my business. Whoa, something different. No. God does what he want to do. Now, if you're getting mad when pastors get a little evangelistic on you, that let me know you. That lets me know you don't want to go by the code book. See, one thing about building codes, you can never, the state, the law would never let you move in the house. Until his own code. And if you try to move in and you're doing it illegally, they can come and you can cause you some problems. It got to be on code. See, God has given Moses the code. You build it according to the heavenly vision. My codes, Moses, not yours. So if we're going to serve the Lord, we got to come his way, not our way. Got to be on code. Code book. Amen. Speaking of the tabernacle of Moses, it's so beautiful. It took them nine months to build it. And at the same time, a woman carried a child. I thought that was very interesting. But watch the story. Exodus 39. Quiet, perfect. You know when it gets like this, you know you're right in the house. Now it can, God can speak a little more clearly to you. Praise God. Exodus 39. We're not going to go through all of the scriptures. How they start talking about the curtains, the, the dishes. Every one of them has a meaning of their own. I'm just going to jump way down because they don't prepare everything. But this is what I like about it. Exodus 39, let's go to verse 32. It said, thus was all the work of the tabernacle, of the tent of the congregation finished. And the children of Israel did according to all the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. Notice how making it very plain in the scripture, they injected none of their thoughts. They built it according to what the Lord told Moses, how it's supposed to be built. Verse 33, and they brought the tabernacle unto Moses 
the tent, all his furniture, all his patches, his boards, his bars, his pillars, and his sockets. When you go back and read all of these things, God gave them the weight, how much weight he wanted put into the gold, into the silver. He gave them specific details. If Moses then would have added an ounce, any little thing to it, it would have ruined the whole house. But by them doing it exactly the way God told them to do it, let's look at results. Go to verse 43. Even though they got everything laid out, planned out, the Bible says in verse 43, and Moses did look upon all the work. Notice now, they can say, it's beautiful, Moses. Let's go ahead and assemble it now. Come on, ain't no need to. No, Moses took his time. And looked. Inspect all the work. And I can promise you, Moses wasn't wasn't expecting it by feelings. When Moses was looking at things, that's what the Lord said. That's what the Lord said. Moses said, pick up that snuff dish, put it on the scale. How much did that weigh? This much did weigh. That's what God said. It posted away. That's exactly right. Moses just inspecting. Because they say, let's put it up, Moses. No, 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 let me inspect. You see, that's what people get offended with the word. When the ministry. What do you think happened when preachers start preaching and it feel like something sitting in your lap? That's the Holy Spirit inspecting. Are you going to sit there and start <laughs> preach something else? But you want to be, then you get up and sing the song. This is your house. Come and dwell. And then when the Lord starts digging in your life, no, 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 no. Don't go there. You start shutting your privacy doors. Shutting doors in the heart. Shutting doors. No, the Holy Spirit inspects. I'm not here to preach you a pep rally. Hello? Get you all excited, all excited. I'm going to tell you something, brother and sister. You are the bride. But I'm not going to take every service trying to convince you are because you got to catch that revelation and see that you are yourself. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. It's just getting good. Are we good, brother? I like preaching to young people. I just enjoy it. Praise the Lord. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, you can't hide thoughts. They just come out. They just come out. And we deal with it. But we're here to help, not crush. But I will tell you, some houses just need demolition. Especially when the, when the foundation ain't right. Ain't no need to keep going up. If you want to get right, you got to come back down. And get the foundation right. Then you can build up. You got something to work. He said you can now grow. Now you got something to build upon. Moses did look upon all the work. Verse 43. And behold, they had done it. I just love it. They had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it. And Moses blessed it. Moses said, you did it right according to the code book. Perfect. 
But by Moses even agreeing with it, he needed something else to seal it. Moses couldn't seal it. Moses couldn't bless it the way it's supposed to be blessed. Somebody else had to do it. Watch. Let's go to Exodus chapter 40. Keep following me now. We read in verse 43, Moses Moses blessed them. Congregation, praise the Lord. The prophet said, the pastor said, everything is good. But let me tell you the way God works. When the pastor says something good, prophet says something good, God will always come back and vindicate it. When God vindicates it, that's what seals it. It's not what man say, it's when God vindicates it. Exodus 40 verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, On the first day of the first month shalt thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. So now it's time to set it up. Now let's jump down to verse 33. And it said, he reared up the court, round about the tabernacle and the altar, set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then verse 34 says, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. That's the proof they done everything according to the codes, according to the book God sealed. Because if Moses and them would have missed anything, the, the, the presence of the Lord would have never filled that tabernacle. So when people say, oh, I've been trying to get the Holy Ghost. I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been trying. See, that's the problem. You're trying. You're not letting God build the house. Because when God is totally pleased, the same thing happened right here. Him filling that tabernacle. He'll do the same things to you and me. He'll fill the temple. Then God built the house. See, if Moses and them added anything, his presence Never would have came, and all of that nine months would have been in vain. All that work, all that labor would have been in vain. Think about it today. You see, many don't follow the word of God, and then they follow, deny the word of God, but yet in the past you said, it's such a great person. I'm here to tell you, that vessel was building their own house. God never sealed it. Because when God seals a house, it's until the day of your redemption. Not until the next youth meeting, to the next revival. No, until the day of your redemption when he seals the house. Come on now, church. See, we can't be, can't be, can't, look, God going to have a mature bride. It's, it's, it's happening right now. And it's going to be. But she's going to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Because she let God build the house. Now, where are you? In foundation stage, needing repair, or do you need some demolition work? Every one of us is in this category, somewhere. Sometimes you just need pressure washing. <laughs> you know, you got your house sitting on side of the road, cars passing by all the time, that creates dust. Then dust get all over your house. Anybody ever pressure wash your house before? When you get through, you know, you spray your little chemicals on it. It just looks bad. Shh. Spray your chemicals, your bleach. Then we step. 
Start pressure washing. And then when it's all over, you just stand back like, that's clean. That's nice. See, some of us, that's all we need is a little pressure washing. Washed by the water of the word. Don't got a little stale in your life. A lot of little dust been flying around you from Facebook, from the internet, from the job, from friends. Got a lot of dust on you. You just need pressure washing. (laughs) Can we say praise the Lord? You know, they got what they call a soft wash and a hard wash. Some need a soft wash and some need a hard wash. You know, I like what Brother Jack said about the wheels. But let me tell you something too about the wheels. You got to rotate them too. Because if you don't rotate them, if you don't rotate them properly, they won't, they, they, they won't wear out. The, they, they, you, when you rotate them properly, they wear out the same. But if you don't do the proper rotating, you're going to have one of them wobbly and threads don't left one. Can we say amen? So you got to rotate. That's why even in marriage life, changes take place. You got to do a little rotating in the marriage to keep things balanced. Huh? Praise the Lord. I was thinking about that, Brother Jack. <laughs> That's right. Needs some rotation. Praise the Lord. And then you got to have temperance in your marriage. Because if you ain't, you keep spinning your tire, they slick. You got no grip in the marriage now. You need some temperance. Can we say amen? <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to need all terrain. See, you want, some of you want them smooth riding ties. You know, they want to get 70,000 miles out of there. want smooth riding. Well, I'm sorry. You're in the age of layer of the seal. You need all terrain. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. This is what I believe with all of my heart. God has now brought the bride to a time to understand balance. How many of you ever seen a man walk what they call it a tightrope with the stick? How many of you ever seen that? Did you ever notice the stick that they hold while they walking? They doing like this. So what's happened in balance is the stick. Can we say praise the Lord? That's why we're in a time now you're hearing a lot of things, but you go back to the word and you're doing like this. You're dealing with it and it's keeping you doing what? Straight walking balance. That's why so many things are happening now, but God wants us to go back to the word, study the message, say, where's the balance in this? That's why we got questions and answers because it makes things go up and down. But the intent is to bring a balance. Is that right? All right. Let's just keep going here. Turn with me to Ezekiel 36. I don't know what time it is. We understand that it is God that does the calling. Because Jesus said, no man can come to the Father except through me and except my Father draw him. Amen. And I like to let the young people know, wherever you're at in life, some of you might be in higher levels than the other, but some that in some deep, deep struggles, 
I want to let you know one thing. Is there's a tug still there. Pulling you. That's God doing that. God has not given up on you. Because if God had given up on you, it would be no pull, no tug, no desire at all. It just won't be there. But when you still can feel that pull, it's him pulling you. When you say you want more of God, that's because there's more of God somewhere for you. That's why that's happening in your life. But the devil, he is a master of deception. He liked to get in people's mind and say, you've done too much. You crossed the line. God is no longer going to deal with you anymore. And then you get to listening to stuff like that. Then you just want to give up. But I'm here to tell you, if that pull, that tug is still there, that's him pulling you. Can we say praise the Lord? Now, God wants to build the house. And I want to show you how he do it. We already know these scriptures, very simple scriptures. But sometimes I think we overlook the contents of what God is trying to say. In Ezekiel 36, if you go up, we're going to go to verse 23. But what happened here in Ezekiel 36, the children of Israel had brought a reproach to the word of God. They just messed everything up. That's what they did. And God was rebuking them. He told them, you in this situation because of your ways. In other words, God, don't blame it on me. Your way got you here. Don't blame it on me. But one thing about God, by them being his elect, they, they, and when you go to Ezekiel 36, that's a fallen state. That's a fallen situation, but God want to let them know the reason why you're like that is because y'all built yourself. You built yourself just for a fall. But God said, I'm going to fix this to make sure you won't fall. Amen. Listen what he, listen what he said in verse 23. I will sanctify my great name. Which was profound among the heathen. Listen to what he said. Which you have profound in the midst of them. He rebuking Israel and said, you did it. You made my name look bad. You're the one. He said, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that. He said, I'm going to get my name. I'm going to get glory. God said, I'm going to fix it. He says, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. Saith the Lord. When I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Other words, God said you fell in front of them. You made a mess in front of them. But I'm going to fix it and turn it around. Now you're going to go back and they're going to see you're a restored vessel. But he said, I'm going to do it. See, now the heathen can pick at them. Can we say amen? What's happening around the message? People want to pick that message and believe. That one falling, that one falling, that one falling, that one falling. God said, nope, nope. That's all right. He said, that's right, because every elect will be brought back. Can we say amen? But God said, but this time I'll build them, then they won't fall. Because when God builds a house, it can't fall, won't fall. But it get affected from the outside. Wind blow, rain, floods. But because the house built right, none of those things shake it. Listen to what he says. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own lands. If you notice God saying I, I, not you're going to take yourself, 
from among the heathen. Not you doing it. I'm going to do it. Other words, it ain't going to be you. Well, the Lord spoke to me in church now. I'm going to stop hanging around my worldly friends. I'm not going to go around no more. I'm not going to accept phone calls from them. I'm not going to do. Let's see, that's you. Saving yourself. But when God starts dealing with your heart, did you catch a revelation? Wait a minute. These are bad influences to me. I don't need to be around them. See, now it's God pulling you from them, not you doing the work yourself. <laughs> Praise God. He said, now after he brings them into their own land, which we know our land is the promise of the Holy Spirit, verse 25 says, then would I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. Look how God put it. From all of your pornography. He said, Brother Bird, I don't I don't see that in verse 25. He said, from all your filthiness. I don't know nothing pure about pornography. I don't know nothing pure about lying. I don't know nothing pure about living in fornication. But God said, ah. He said, ah. Listen to what he says now. Ah, you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness. Can we say amen? And from all your idols, country singers, rap singers, <laughs> come on now, because they're my number idols. But yeah, but you're in basketball. You know what? A little girl come to Brother Brandon one time. She said, Brother Brandon, um, my parents won't let me go to basketball games. She said, but you're a prophet. She said, whatever you say, I believe it, Brother Branham. And I just love the way he answered it. He said, you see, honey. See, she just wanted an answer from him. He said, you see, honey. He said, your parents are more advanced than you. He said, they know the atmospheres and things in them areas. So that's why they, like the brother said, God rails. I can imagine that little girl walked away. Because that ain't what she wanted to hear. She wanted to hear the prophet say, bless you, honey. Just go ahead on. It'll be okay. Then she'll go home. See that mama? The prophet said. The prophet said. You see, a lot of times we like to say, the prophet said. The prophet said when something is in your favor. But when it ain't in your favor, did the prophet say that or the Bible? I had a guy one time. <laughs> his girlfriend broke up on him. His brother Burley. She broke up on me. It's okay. He said, he was just tore up. It's okay. I said, I said, why? What happened? I said, did her daddy have something to do with it? No, 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 no. Daddy got nothing to do with it. It was her choice. It's okay. He said, Brother Burley, I ain't got that revelation that is over with between me and her. <laughs> she ain't got that revelation. She's not. He ain't got that revelation. I said, okay. I said, brother. I said, I'm going to give you a quote here. I said, you remember the prophet said that if you liken a girl 
and she want to call it off and tell you that she think another man would make her more happier? I said, he said, if you love her right, you'll let her go. I said, you remember that? He said, yeah. And the prophet also said, if you can't do without her, marry her. (laughs) You know what I said? Brother, that quote don't work for you because she dumped you. (laughs) Don't work for him, brother Bear. Leave it alone. She said she don't want you. Leave it alone. Can we say amen? See, you like to use quotes that'll fit you. But when they go against you, that's why you got to do what the prophet said. Take God no just as good as yes. We want God to say yes, 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 yes all the time to fulfill our desires. But he knows what's best. When he says no, he means no. How many of you know what no means? No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I get back to this courtship. <laughs> I would ask the question saying, come on, man, what's the difference from courting and dating? I said, oh, it's a big difference. A little boy was asking me that. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, courtship, one is on your mind. I said, dating, a lot of them on your mind. I don't know. I said, yeah. I said, when you're in courtship, you ain't looking at a bunch of girls. You get got one on your mind praying she is your potential wife. He said, I said, well, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, is Jesus looking for a girlfriend or a bride? He said, bride. I said, how many? One. One. I said, use that for your example. He said, but I like another one over here. I said, because you're double-minded. Did he like it? No. But I told him the truth. I said, brother, you're unstable. You're double-minded. You know, Adam was lonely. Young boy, I like to use that quote. Adam was lonely. I'm just pattering like Adam, just like Adam was lonely. I'm lonely. So that's why I want to get married. I said, oh, yeah. What was Adam lonely for? I said, it wasn't sex. I said, now, what are you lonely for? You see, when Adam was lonely, when God said it's not good for man to be alone, what was the next thing God did? He brought creation to Adam to name it. Beast of the field. What he was letting Adam do as he named them to see is anything compatible to you. And when Adam looked, he said, none of this stuff is compatible. Because what he was looking for was already in him. If you got a desire for a wife, the reason why, because she's somewhere. But you have to let God do you like he did Adam. 
bring her to you. So why do you want to get married? What's your reason? The brothers preached it, read a quote this morning. God did gave Adam a wife to reproduce himself. Why do you want to get married? Ask yourself that. I'd like to know your answer. What's your purpose? What's your reason? Oh, you want to do it? You don't got in a rush now because you don't see all your friends getting married? You say, I'm happy to do something quick. Well, whew, all of them getting married. I need to do something. You're just ready for a failure. That's where you're heading to, a failure. That's exactly what's going to happen to you. Never get excited. Never get in a hurry. The first person you need to be married to is Jesus Christ. Get married to him first. And everything gets to fall in line. Can you say praise the Lord? And I like the way the brother put it. Uh, 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 it's bad when a woman looks for a man. It's supposed to be the man go for the woman. Praise the Lord. That's the way it's supposed to be. Sister, come on now. Don't expose yourself like that. Looking in the mirror. He didn't pay no attention to me that last Sunday. But this outfit I got now, he going to look at this one. Did you come to church in your little outfit, little hairdo, and he don't pay you no attention? What do you got to do? Get back to the mirror. Maybe it was the hairdo. He didn't pay no attention to it. I'm just kidding. All that's wrong. You're trying to attract a man outwardly. You're better than that. I'm here to tell you, you're better than that. Can you say praise the Lord? Boss ain't no different. How many of you know the serpent still speaks? He still speaks. When he spoke to Eve, look at the conversation. It was a religious conversation. It wasn't just any conversation. It was religious. He said, yay. God had said. He said, this brother can quote. She said, yay. He also said, quote battles. Serpent still speak. And he was speaking with reasoning. He knew what the intent was all along. Serpent still speaks. Let's let him speak. Serpent comes to a brother. Yea, the Lord has said. The brother said, who? Say what? Serpent says, yea, the Lord has said, it is not good for man to be alone. He said, you're right, serpent. Yeah, he said it. Serpent said, yay, the Lord has said. That's right. Yay, the Lord said marriage is honorable. That's right, sir. He, he said it. Yeah, he, 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 he said it. Yay, the Lord has said. That's exactly right, brother. You quoting scriptures, you quoting quotes. Then the serpent says, so the Lord understand what you're going through. 
Yeah, he does. He said you shouldn't be alone. He said marriage is honorable. Yeah, the Lord has said. That's exactly right. He said, now, I know the sister's not in the message. I know she's not. And you know she's not. But God said you shouldn't be alone. There's none of them sisters in your church mature. They're not on your level. But the ones out there, they're on your level. And God don't want you to be alone. Yea, the Lord has said. You got a point. You got some good quotes there. I like those quotes. God knew I'm lonely. Serpent said, that's exactly right. And what's wrong with wanting to have a wife? Serpent say, there you go. Go get a wife. And don't realize they just had a conversation with the serpent. He's still speaking with that reasoning. Do sisters the same way? Yea. Our Lord has said, he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. Yeah, he did say that. You know that boy been looking at you. No, he's not a message believer. But you're lonely. Well, all you need to do, just marry him. And he'll get converted. He'll eventually get converted. Just marry him. Yeah, you might got a point there. You're a good sister. And you're in the word. Just pull him in the word when you get married. He'll be all right. Hmm. I think you got something, serpent. Yea, the Lord has said. You hear this all the time. I want to marry a virgin. I want to marry a virgin. That's what brothers say. I want to marry a virgin. I want to marry a virgin. What about a boy being a virgin? She wants a virgin too. But you can go out and do all your thing, but then when you want to settle down, I want a virgin. Shame on you. Shame on you. Whew. How much more time we got? Uh, 849. A few, few more minutes? We got to keep going on. You see, when God builds a house, and it's filled with him. That vessel will abide by the word. It's not going to look for loopholes. Ain't going to look for ways around it. It's going to stay with the word. You know, you can feel that. Thank you. Tell, come up here and tell somebody something. Yeah, I am. I'm called to be a minister and I'm called to preach what's true. And that's what I'm going to preach. And I'm, and I'm trying to give you the code book. You want to violate the codes? The house can't be, ta- can't, can't be inhabited. It can't be inhabited if you violate the codes. You got to stay with the codes. That's why God sent this message to put us on code. Can we say praise the Lord? Right, let's get back to the scripture. I'll finish in a minute, Brother Bear. What I want you to know about this scripture it's I, 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 I. How many of you know the devil got I? 
and God got I. The devil say, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. Everything in the devil's eye is what he wants for himself. But everything in God's eye is what he wants to do for you. That's the difference. Listen to what he says. I will sprinkle clean, verse 25, I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. What is that clean water? It's the word. When you're hearing the word of God, you're being cleansed by the word. Didn't Jesus say that? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's why when a person, I try to get them, when God is dealing with their heart, they come to church, still might be in all kinds of struggles, but by coming to church, bringing your, amen, coming to church with your body and your spirit, not just coming in church with your body and your spirit somewhere else, but coming into church with both and listening to the word and you apply it, it actually cleanses you. That's what God wants to do. Cleanse you. And as you're going through that process of cleansing, you begin to find yourself that in, through sanctification, the things of the world really don't mean much to you no more because God is taking them things out. It's not you doing it. It's God doing it. What is God doing? Building the house. From justification, sanctification, but he want to fill the house. Are you with me? Verse 26. Now let's finish this. From all your idols will I cleanse you. Not you doing it. I cleanse you. I will do it. You just got to let him do it. God is a great contractor. God is a plumber. God is an electrician. God is a landscaper. He's all of that. But you got to let him do it. If you do it yourself, you just, you can go years and years and years. You just fit for a fall. But when God builds the house, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. You remember the prophet of God said, that's not the Holy Spirit. That new spirit, he giving you a spirit to get along with the Holy Spirit. So other words, when God gives you a new spirit and then you ain't even born again, but he gave you a new spirit, what's going to happen you're going to start agreeing more with the word, not want to fight against it because you got a new spirit now. Even when you hear something you don't understand, you'll say, I don't understand it, Lord, but I believe it. I, I believe it, Lord. See, you got a new spirit. You don't want to try to find loopholes around things. You want to hear truth because now you got a new spirit that he gave you. He said, I'll do it. Is that right? He said, I put, and I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27, I'm, I'm going to have to speed up. All these things can be broken down, but not enough time. He said, I will put my spirit within you. That's when the house is now occupied. I put my spirit in you. That's the new birth. But listen what it does to you when he puts his spirit within you. And cause you to compromise with my statutes. I just want to make sure you're reading the same Bible I'm reading. He said, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Not force yourself to do it. But it will cause you to do it because of the love of God is in your heart. And when you shall keep my judgments and do 
them. That's a house that has been established by God. He built it himself. Can we say praise the Lord? Let me close in a minute here. What are you looking for, young people? When Brother Jack, he mentioned the word this morning, how the prophet talked to young boys about sex, girls about sex. To some people, that sounds like it's a cuss word. But he said it. Can we say praise the Lord? See, the things today, the struggles, sex, music, movies. People don't like to talk about it. But you should. You should. Because these things contaminate you. And they can get in your spirit and corrupt you. And people don't want to talk about those things. But we should. Can we say praise the Lord? But what, what, what do you want? You have an opportunity. I say this all the time. I wish to God I could have been raised up in this message. Not just raised up in it, but have a revelation of it. All of the bruises and hurt, I went into my sinful life because I didn't know God and I had nobody to teach me. But now you got a good pastor, pastors teaching you the way of righteousness. You know what? The things that you heard this morning... I don't heard many adults say it many a times. I, I preach the same thing the brother preached. Brother Bad, I preach the exact same thing. And, and the most, some of the most comments you get is from elderly people. And what they would say, where were you when we were young? Because what you're getting now, even these teachings now, back in the years in the message, they wouldn't get it because it was all about who got the most revelation. Who got the most understanding? They were more talking, talking about knowledge, but not looking at character. But now, what you're getting now is to put, yeah, guardrails. But you know what? I've seen cars jump guardrails. Because of wrecks. <laughs> but we want to show you, not that we can't make you stay in the perimeters. We can't do that. But we can show, put them around you. You'll have to make that choice. Do I want to jump to this side or jump to this side or stay in the middle of the road? That's your choice. Can't none of us make you do that. But look at the opportunity, the things you're being taught. And all you got to do, pay attention. And apply it to your life. It can have healthy marriages. I want to beg you sometimes, listen. Come on, come on. Listen. Because when I see young people divorced in the message. Brother, what happened? We just didn't think it was good. You're too late to think that now. That's what courtship is for. People don't like that no more. Courtship. Courtship. Put it in syllables. Courtship. And courtship, what do you go to court for? Put things on trial to make a decision, a judgment. So it's two parts to that word. So once you try, see, you're going over his house, she coming over your house, you're in a courtroom judging everything. 
judging the family. Can you say amen? And then when you say everything is working out, then you bring the ship. Now you got two fellas in the ship from courtship. But that's what comes in courtship. I just love what the brother said. You're not just courting the individual, you're courting the family. I encourage, when young people are in courtship, I encourage them to fellowship with the brother family. Fellowship with the sister family. I encourage that because that's when you really see the genes of the family. And you can't hide it. Even go to, oh, especially you can get to go to some of the, uh, uh, what you call it, family reunion. You get to see everybody. You get to see old Uncle Joe, Cousin Ralph, watch how they act. You know, whoa, mm, you see everything. You see what you're marrying into. Come on now. Some of you can go in some of these old towns in Charlotte and old towns in, back in Greenville. They got some old houses. You'll see like a little round object connected to it. That's a little parlor. Those was called back in the day courtship rooms. There's no door on it. Open. So when that dude come over, him and her sitting there, daddy can just lean up on the couch and peep right in there. Make sure everything is okay. Back in the day, that's what those rooms was for. But today, I would like to come over and meet, be with the family. Could we maybe just do something by ourselves, sister? What do you mean by ourselves? Like the brother said, red flag. He got something else on his mind. You got to pick all these things up. Go over to the house. I preach this all the time. I'm, it feels good to repeat it again. Sister, watch how the boy interacts with his mama and his sisters. He can't hide it. Brother, watch how the sister interact with her father and her brothers. Just look. You ain't got to be a rocket scientist. Just look. Sitting at the dinner table. Daddy say, honey. Yes. Poor daddy a little of that Kool-Aid. Mama's sitting right there. Why can't she do it for you? I mean, I'm way on the other side. Mama right beside you. Brother, you need to go, mmm. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You're going to be sitting at the table. Baby, give me a little of that tea. What's wrong with your feet? Why can't you get up there? Hey, I can see if you were sick. Go get it yourself. And you're like, oh, what have I done? I know what you've done. Sister, if he can't stay out for those games, mama say, you going to cut the grass today? Yeah, ma. Next day come. I thought you were going to cut the grass. I'm going to get it. Next day, grass growing. All I can tell you, sister, when you marry a cat like that, I hope you buy a riding lawnmower. You're going to be riding it. 
He ain't going to cut it. You're going to be cutting it. See, you're laughing. But this is the beauty of courtship. You get to observe everything. I feel the call about that. I got a message come back to me. I got a message come sent to me. At a youth meeting, I was preaching about texting. And the individual come to me and say, you know, they don't like what you said about boys and girls texting. I said, okay, I ain't taking it back. <laughs> I meant exactly what I said. You see, back in the day, when we were young. See, cell phones is a killer. See, back in the day, we were young. We had to make sure we had a pocket full of quarters. You remember them old payphone, Brother Bear? Hey, your minutes are almost up. I'm back. That's when you didn't have a phone in the house. But today, the devil, through technology, has put the world in the palm of your hand. And I don't care who you are or who listening to this service. It don't matter to Brother Burley. I'm here to tell you, you're texting boy and girl. You're texting parents don't know nothing about it. You are wrong. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how you're going to try to justify it and make it sound right. You're wrong. It's disrespectful to a man to bypass him. It's wrong. Only thing that boy doing is filling you up with words to get in your spirit through texting. And then when he finally get enough gumption to talk to your father, he already warned you. And he already know you're going to fight for it. Daddy, um, uh, he's different. That's a killer word right there, Brother Jack. When a boy get a girl to a place when she can say, he's Different. But my question is, what's different about him? Then they go, just. (laughs) Just. Yeah, cute feet. (laughs) You see, my question would be, when did you see those feet? (laughs) That's my question. How how, how do you know? See, I I I like to dig who can find out what's going on in the situation. But when God build a house, they're solid. Winds could come, rain could come, and beat on the house. We all take beatings. That's why some of us in a stage of repair. We've been fighting, standing for righteousness, but still you're taking beatings and beatings and beatings. You say, oh God, I just need a little repair in my life. He can do it. Like I said, some just need pressure washing. He can do it. But then you got some, they really need some serious demolition so it can be built back up correctly. You're somewhere. Every one of us fit them categories. I'm here to tell you, I need pressure washing sometimes. I don't, counseling, going back and forth, you get, get drained. You're reasoning, people attacking you. You just get drained and your spirit start feeling dirty. Say, Lord, I, I just need some pressure washing. He'll give it to you.
Are you with me? Where, where are you? This, where are you? Don't try to build yourself because all your labor would be in vain. But if you let him do it a little bit at a time, let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Don't compare, your somebody else, don't compare yourself to somebody else's experience. You need your own. Who you hang around? Ask yourself, why do I hang around certain people? Certain people I want, certain people I will. What is about that friend that you hang around them so much? It's going to be something there while you hang around them. It's going to be either good or bad. Now ask yourself that. Because the devil can make you so blind till you can't even see when your friend is in error. That's why you got to judge and base everything by the word, not by how you feel. It's what the word says. Are you with me? May the Lord bless you. I got a lot more to say, but I think it's enough been said. I'm going to quit, Brother Bear. It's just getting good, but I'm going to have to quit because uh, I'm telling you, God is doing something right now. And what he's doing, ministering to you individually. One more thing. <laughs> I was at a service overseas. I ain't going to name the place. The pastor hired, uh, hired um, some audio guys that's not in the message. And of course they got different intentions being there. They want girls. They were doing the audio and, and they had someone in doing the music. I don't even see how one of them could even see his hair hung right down like this. How can you even see? As soon as the worship service is over, when the minister come, they'll sit. They never leave from the front. They'll just get a chair and sit, chewing, chewing gum, and start texting. And I, 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 I the preacher preaching, I'm like, you don't see that? This is all right with y'all. I guess it's all right. Then my turn came to preach. <laughs> I didn't even look at them. They were sitting on the left. I said, young people, I'm going to tell you girls something. I said, if a boy can sit in service and text and chew chewing gum in the house of God, I said, he ain't even worth looking at. Not even looking his direct. He ain't worth it. See, they, what you call a peripheral vision? I can, you know, you kind of look like, but I'm looking straight. And they would, uh, oh, they, I ain't have to look at him, but they knew I was talking about him. <laughs> and if somebody would say, are you talking about them? I would have said, yes, them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> so when the next service come, now the preacher preach. When the service was over, they no chewing gum, no texting. See, now they knew how to act right to get the girl attention because of the statement that I made. You go back to what the brother was preaching this morning. Young people done mastered how to act right in front of you and in church. Mastered it. But you are the real you when you're by yourself. And when you're with your little personal social club. That's the real you right there. 
What do you talk about when you're with your friends? What y'all, what's your discussions? Can you base, could, could what y'all talking about, is Jesus was sitting right in the midst of you, can you still have the same conversation? Judge yourself. Judge yourself. Or is it? He's cute. You think he's cute? Yeah, girl, he's cute. You think he might like me? I don't know. You need to try. Just walk in front of him and do something. You think so? Yeah, girl. Just give his attention. Who do you think that is talking through your friend? It ain't Jesus. Jesus, it ain't him. I'm trying to get, but I'm just trying to get him to think, Brother Bear. Just think. And then you ask yourself, why well, I got all of these problems? Facebook is a killer. People leave the message. The first thing they want y'all to know when they leave this message, they want to post their vacation pictures. We're happy now. They just posing and then you go, man, I ain't never seen them that happen. Not even when they was in church. But they're so happy now. It's the message, right? It's so quiet. Y'all were doing good, man. Now I don't got quiet. Now you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna probably get mad, but that's okay. Pretend this is a cell phone. What's up with this? Selfies. Come on. What's up with that? What are you trying to do? Throwing somebody a kiss? What is it? Then the, oh, dudes. <laughs> you see these pictures? What are you doing? I'm going to tell you what you're doing. You're trying to advertise yourself. To get some attention. To a Holy Ghost boy, it'll turn him off. To a Holy Ghost girl, it'll turn her off when she sees stuff like that. (laughs) See, you think it's cute, but it's look bad for a believer to do stuff like that. To put yourself out on a billboard. I'm just telling you what the prophet said. Let me go into a man's house and let me see what's on his wall. I'll let you know what kind of spirit is in that man. When you put pictures on Facebook, you're putting it on a wall. The things you post is a wall. And you're expressing what's inside of you. Praise the Lord. I'm going to have to (laughs) tell on myself, I reckon. You know, I'm getting old. I'm 55. To me, that's old. <laughs> and I try to, I used to, I'm, I'm trying to, I said, man, what's going on with young people now? What's going on? Because, you know, I want to help. I want to find where they're at. 
Because I have, I'm on Facebook for other reasons, film some of my services. But I have to say, Facebook helped me understand you. Because of the things you post. And it don't have to be from this church. It can be from anybody because spirits kind of connect. So when I, oh, get a sermon out of that right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I be preaching sometime, Brother Jack, they say, that brother discerning. No, I ain't discerning. Ain't no discernment at all, Brother Barry. I just see, they gave me the sermon. You give it to me. So I'm taking it to try to help you. Some of this stuff is just nonsense. When you post yourself with all these poses and stuff, you're desperate. You're trying to compete with somebody else. Daughter of God, son of God, you're better than that. You don't have to do that. If you got a desire for a husband, sister, he's there. Let God bring it together. He'll do it. One more. My son might get mad, but that's okay. I was at a youth meeting one time, and I was standing in the ministerial building. A lot of kids there. Oh, I just happened to look out the window. I seen my son. He was walking, about five girls behind him. I looked out the window. Well, he wasn't doing a normal walk. No. But he was walking. Because he knew who was behind him. And they were behind him. And he knew it. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, he had one hand in his pocket. See, back in the day, we called that cool walk. And I tiptoed I eased outside. When I came outside, here. But then he happened to look. He seen me. He said, hey, hey, Dad. Said, yeah, what's up, bud? He said, nothing. I said, what's going on? Said, See, he already knew what to say. I said, what's going on? He said, Daddy, they following me. He said, and I told them that, you know, we can't be doing that. I'm black. He's white. No, no, no. I told him, Daddy. I said, no, you did. He said, yes, I did, Dad. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you didn't tell him right. He said, I told him. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you didn't tell them right. I said, because you told them the right way with a little authority behind it. I said, they won't keep following you. I said, because you like it. He was a rooster, walking with hens all behind him. And I was the farmer with the pick fork. (laughs) See, we laugh at these things, but it's spirits. It's spirits is what it is. And if you don't make a break, other things happen to get worse, worse, and worse. One more. Let me just see, can I help you show you how spirits work? 
when when the Lord, if you in in a little up and down situation in your spiritual life, and then the Lord start dealing with your heart and you start responding. You immediately need to keep your guard up. Don't let it down. Because when God is really dealing with you, the devil knows that you have to send something. And he'll send something to tempt you. The only thing that can really tempt you is something that you used to be interested in or still interested in. Because if you're not interested, there ain't no temptation. The devil, he knows better than that. But you'll have to catch what's happening when you're really just trying to serve the Lord. Opportunities come. The devil can even use jobs. All of a sudden, you get a job offer, a job that you tried to get forever, couldn't get it. But now you're trying to serve the Lord to say this come position come open, that could be a trap. And then, this here is a no-brainer. When you see that boy that you like, but he never paid you no attention, but now all of a sudden, he pops up. That's a no-brainer. You ought to recognize quickly. You ought to rejoice in one thing. <laughs> you ought to say, praise God. Lord, I know you're dealing with me. Look what the devil done, son. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And recognize. Same with the boy. This girl never paid you no attention until now. And if you ain't careful, I'm going to tell you how the devil going to use scripture to you now. Now the Lord dealing with you, this boy pop up, if you ain't careful, you say, hallelujah. Oh God, you're so good. Lord, you told me, you told me, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto thee. Oh Lord, you send him right to me. No, he didn't. devil son but you have to catch it I can go all night with different traps but the devil done done to a lot of young people in their lives but you're better than that can we get a Lord a hand but Barry I'm going to stop I'm, I'm just going to stop God bless you friend. I'm, I, I'll stop God bless you friend. What do you sing after that? Let's stand to our feet tonight. God is good. I feel like we've been spoken to tonight. I feel like God's got a lot across to us in a a very uh, varied uh, way and just speaking to our hearts about very practical things. And that's that's, that's a good reason to be here because God doesn't want you to misunderstand. God wants you to get it and God wants you to live it. God wants you to respect his word. That's for sure. Let's sing a little chorus on the maze that you love. I'm amazed that you love me.
you love me. I'm
enjoyed the word tonight? How many enjoyed the word today? How many enjoyed the word yesterday? I'll tell you what, it, it's been good. It's been rich. It's been good. And I, you know, I'd encourage you this because we, we, we kind of uh, fell into a little theme and, uh, you know, the, the devil knows how to bait a trap real good. And uh, we wound up, you know, in talking about this area of relationships. And it's always a good thing. It's a good place to do that. And I'll tell you what, I'll just say this uh, with all due respect, that a lot of times there's, there's many problems with this area because a lot of young people got too much time on their hands. And too much time being able to stare into that little screen and uh, see who's out there, see what's going on. And the Bible doesn't tell us to do that. It tells us that, you know, if we are, uh, if we have a wife, we need to care for the things of the world. But if we don't have a wife, then we should care for the things of God. Right? I mean, that's what 1 Corinthians 6 talks about. Now, I got this letter today, and this comes from an African nation. I won't say where it is, but, uh, and I don't know who the brother is. Uh, his name is John. And uh, I, I have no idea who he is. Never written me before, but he, he said... Uh, dear Brother Barry, so he uh, somehow got my name, but he said, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus, and he, he says, I'm from this particular nation, I'm a young minister, and he said, I, um, he said I was born in the journey, and it talks about his own uh, testimony, and then he said, I, I'm leading a group of young people, he said, in uh, some campaigns, and he said, we just have a desire to spread the message. And he said, there's a group of youth, he said, that come with me and we go into towns and we, uh, we preach and give out message books and so forth. And he said, I've just had this vision and a burden preaching the, the gospel of revival, he said, to bring to the church like Brother Branham taught. And he said, I feel a desire to preach where God will lead me. And he said, I began these youths and, you know, with these young people. said, so listen to me now what he says. And he said, I, I began with this little campaign and a few brothers. He said, and we've been able to reach the message now in our whole country. And he said, we know we have a big job, but he said, but we're still doing it. He said, this was because youths in our country were seen as useless in society. And I tried to preach to them the message, the people out there. I tried to preach to them the message. And he said, thus the Lord has done so many things in our lives. He said, God's doing a great work in our lives because we're out there witnessing the message to people out there in the world. And he said, now, he said, we're seeing that God is doing great things in our lives. And he said, I've attached a couple of pictures here. And he said, I just ask you to pray for me and so forth. He said, I want to be a blessing to the other youth in my country. Amen. You know what that is? That's a guy that's doing the right thing until he finds something else that God's got for him to do. Amen. And he's not online trying to find who's single and who's out there and who can I connect with. He's trying to get people connected with God and the kingdom. And you know what? This is his testimony. He says, and God's doing great things in our lives. Amen. Hello? Amen. Sometimes, some, and I'm, I'm not saying this to you. I mean, we're talking to a lot of people here tonight. But uh, I, I'll tell you what. I think if you're going to put your energy into something, don't put your energy into trying to find Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright, you should start to thinking about becoming Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright and living for God. And then watch what God does in your life. And watch how he leads you to the person he's got ordained for you. 
That might be old-fashioned, you know, but I can back that up. Amen. Well, I better quit. I just fell right into that. <laughs> We've been blessed, right? Or Jack, would you come and just sing a little bit for us here? And we just want to worship a little bit, and afterwards we can... We have a little snack prepared for you out there in the fellowship hall. May God bless you. There, I, I just say this as well to the people online that are listening that, uh, and to you folks that are here. I, I think it's, it's been a good couple of days. We spent good time in his presence, and I believe God has honored that, and, and I appreciate that. And I don't know, you know, maybe you're, you're out there somewhere in cyberland, or maybe you're even sitting here and just resisted God and running the other way. If you're one of God's, let me tell you, he, he's got faster legs than you've got. Better, the best thing you can do is just surrender and give your heart to Christ. If you're on a path where you're doing something that's taking you farther from the kingdom, you ought to stop right where you are and say, God, have mercy on me. And I want to turn around and make it. I want to make it. And, and these are the times, these are the days when you should be thinking about doing that seriously and mean what you say. And mean what you say. Because God loves you and he cares for you. He loves you even more than you love him. And he's more interested in getting you into the kingdom than you are in getting there yourself. And he's got a lot of resources to help you get there. So you're better off just surrendering and tapping into that. And watch what he does in your life. Watch what he does in your life. Hallelujah. I, I appreciate the ministers being here. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate it. You know, all you folks that have helped here. And may God bless you all. We'll see you Sunday. Let's sing it tonight here. Worthy is the Lamb. He crowns you reign victorious. You are high and lifted up. Son of God, all the treasure of heaven crucified, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, thank you for the cross, Lord. Amen. And thank you for the price you paid. You're bearing all my sin and shame. Oh, in love you came and gave amazing grace. Oh, thank you for this love. Lord, thank you for the nail pierced hands. You washed me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know is your forgiveness and embrace. Hey, worthy is the Lamb. Seated on the throne, on the throne, oh, we crown you now with many crowns, Lord, you reign.
victorious and you are high hey Jesus Jesus son oh the treasure of heaven crucified oh worthy is the lamb hey, worthy is the lamb one more time worthy is the lamb oh worthy is the Lamb, you are seated on. Oh, we crown you now with many crowns. Oh, you reign victorious, high and lifted up. Yay, Jesus, Son of God, treasure of heaven, crucified, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Is he worthy tonight? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's sing a chorus of you are God alone. Amen. He's unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable. That's who he is to us tonight. Amen. You are not a God created by human hands. And you are not a God dependent on any mortal man and you are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan that's just the way it is sing it again I said you are not a God created by human hands and you are not a God dependent on any mortal man and you are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan that's just the way it is oh for you are God alone and from before time began you are on your throne you are God alone And right now In the good times and You are on your throne You are God alone Everybody sing it, say You are God alone And from before time be You are on your throne Sing 
it again. I said, you are God alone. Oh, and from before time began, you are on your throne. You are God alone. Oh, and right now, in the good times and bad, yes, you are on your throne. You are God alone. Second verse. Oh, and you're the only God whose power none can contend. And you're the only God whose name and praise will never end. You're the only God who's worthy of everything we can give. And by your plan, that's just the way it is. Yes, you are God alone, and from before time began, you are on your throne, you are God alone, oh, and right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. From before time began, hey, you are on your throne. I know you are God alone. Oh, and right now, yes, in the good times and bad, yes, you are on your throne. I know you are God. Sing it again. I say you are God alone. Oh, from before time began. Because you are God alone You're unchangeable You're unshakable Hallelujah You're unstoppable That's what you are Unchangeable un- Unshakable Unshakable And unstoppable That's what you are that's what you are. Everybody say you're unchangeable, unshakable, and you're unstoppable. That's what you are. Come on, sing it again. Tell the Lord you're unchangeable and unshakable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. Hallelujah. You are God, say you are God alone. And from before time began, yes, you are on your throne. Hallelujah. Oh, and right in the good times. You're unchangeable, hallelujah. You're unshakable. 
Yes, you are unstoppable, Lord. That's what you are. Unchangeable, and you're unshakable, and you're unstoppable. That's the one you are. Come on, sing it again. Unchangeable, unchangeable. You're unshakable, and you're unstoppable. Oh, that's what you are. You are God alone. You are God alone. And from before time began, you are on your throne. Yes, you are God. Come on, say right now, and right now, in the good times and bad, yes. Oh, for you are God alone. One more time, right now, and right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God alone. Somebody give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My, let's sing just one more tonight. Amen. These are the days of Elijah. Amen. Let's sing that one. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. days of Elijah Hallelujah, everybody declaring the word of the Lord Oh, these are the days of your servant Moses In the desert, crying, prepare the way. Behold, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. The days of Ezekiel, hey, oh, the dry bones becoming as flesh, hallelujah. And these are the days of your servant, David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, yes, the fields are all white in the Declaring the word Come on Behold, behold Yes Riding on the clouds Oh, oh. 
of Jubilee. Yeah, come on. There's no God like Jehovah. Oh, there's no God like Jehovah. 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 No God. Hey, behold, He gets it us. Yeah. Have the trumpet call. Live your voice, live. It's a year of Jubilee. Oh, come on, one more time. There's no God like Jehovah. Say. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Hey. Well, there's no God, no God like Jehovah. No God. Hey. Behold, behold, he. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, after four services and it's, you know, almost 10 o'clock here and you're still singing like you just began. That's just wonderful. I'd like to draw Brother Paul in tonight and just say that, you know, on behalf of uh, Brother Paul and his wife Rebecca and and Sister Becky and myself, we're just uh, honored to, uh, you know, be able to have a meeting like this. And uh, I know that they're... Um, watching up there, and uh, we we just appreciate uh, you know that opportunity to be able to join our hearts and our forces together, and uh, be able to provide ministry for young people because I I think it's it's a good thing. It meets a need and uh, touches something that uh, God has ordained, I believe. So for roughly 29 years, you know we've we've uh, done this, and every single time you go away energized, you go away feeling good, you go away feeling like God's spoken to you. And uh, like Brother Brody said, sometimes you just stood there and got a good power wash, and, and you look like new. You just look like new. And uh, it's okay to be a foundation. It's okay to be a, just a frame. If that's where you are, and, and that's the, where you are in, in your walk with Christ, that's okay. It's okay to be a basement. Don't stay a basement. But it's okay to be a basement. It, it, you know, that's okay. But God, God's got more for you. God wants you to keep going. And and that's that's what you gotta that's what you gotta think about and you gotta put your energy into. And I think that's a great thing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, join our voices together, Lord, and with Brother Paul and uh, we just together we we just wanna say we thank you, Lord, for the opportunities we've had over the years, Lord, to, to minister and bring good ministers in to speak to the needs of young people. Lord, many, many young people have gone through the retreat and been blessed, been married bringing up families and now lord even some of their children are following you and attending the retreat and that's just an exciting thing lord for that's the way you designed it lord that generations would follow in the footsteps of their fathers and grandfathers and now lord jesus we 
We pray that you would just enrich every heart and every soul. And may the things that are said and have been taught, Lord, may they just fall down into our hearts like seeds and in good soil. And Lord, may they become great things. Help us, Lord, to be focused on the things that matter. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to every heart. Forgive us, Lord, of our failures and our weaknesses. And Lord, I pray that you would continue zealously preparing us for the kingdom we're moving into. May, Lord, we not have our eyes upon this world because it's falling apart. But, Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed firmly on you. We thank you, Lord, for Brother Paul and his wife and Sister Becky. And, Lord, just, again, the ministry that have labored. And we pray that you would bless them and minister to them, Lord, and bring them back home safely again, we pray. We'll give you thanks and praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray and ask these things. Amen and amen. And all God's people said... Amen. Sing it as you go tonight. God bless you. If you get a chance to shake the minister's hands, shake their hands and say, God bless you. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday. I'm going to put my armor on. I'm going to put my I'm gonna stand in battle, sing my Savior's song. Seems like I've been sitting on my circumstance too long. I'm gonna put my armor on. Sing it now. God bless you.